Welcome to the radio ministry of Cedar Grove United Methodist Church. May God fill you and transform you through the work of the Holy Spirit. Now for some music and then Pastor Brian Bully. Every day they pass me by I can see it Chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race, the people of Israel. There's the adoption of, to sonship. There's the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. And good morning, and uh, I thank you for allowing me to speak to you today. And uh, it's going to be a, I'm going to give you a little mini sermon here, and I'm going to give you a Gideon message too. This is a Gideon Sunday too, and there's a basket in the back there for if, if anyone has any money to uh, they give to the Gideons. If you want to write a check, just make it out to the Gideons. But uh, you know here the Apostle Paul is telling us uh, we need to have a burden for the lost. We need to have those who are lost. I think uh, sometimes we get so uh, wrapped up in life, I think uh, sometimes we uh, take a lot of things for granted there. Um, and I think many of us are just hanging on to survive sometimes and uh, we may be trying just to put uh, one foot in front of the other there, and uh, maybe we've forgotten what Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20 tells us there. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And love those who are lost. And boy, we need to love those that are lost. And that's what I'm going to try to talk to you about today there. You know, in that scripture, I think there's another, another part that's pretty important there that the um, reason Paul was talking to these uh, people, uh, I think they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And uh, they were taking things for granted there. And that scripture it basically says that, you know, they were God's chosen people. And they didn't think they needed to do anything else. For God's chosen people, you don't, you don't have to do nothing else. They 
They thought they was all good. They didn't need Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. It's kind of a, like I think a kid gets a scholarship at a prestigious uh, school there. And uh, maybe Yale or Harvard there, and uh, boy, you got that, and you're set for life. But that's only part of the story. you got to follow right through and get that education there at that school. And that's uh, things, thing, what Paul was talking about here also. you got to have Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. you got to follow through and earn it, right? <laughs> that's what the Gideon's all about here uh, in this scripture. We are in 200 countries around the world, and uh, about 180 uh, Plus, some of them can't provide their own scripture needs. Uh, many of these people don't know where their next meal is going to come from, and that's where we come in. Uh, the United States Gideons provide about 75% of the funds to purchase these scriptures in 180-plus countries of the world there. Where do these funds come from? It comes from our churches uh, like ours here and uh, Gideons and Auxiliary members there also. So... God always likes to say God's still blessing America so others can be blessed there. A little testimony comes to us from Ukraine. You know what's going on over there right now between Russia. Oksana works as a military medic over there on the front lines in Ukraine. And uh, in February, a wounded soldier was brought in with an abdominal injury. According to the other soldiers, the explosion was near him causing a very large uh, debris. Uh, we were prepared for the worst. From the outside, uh, the wound looked very extensive. Uh, the doctors did a quick ultrasound to prepare for the operation. To their shock, they found no debris inside of him. Below his bulletproof vest, the medical team found a uh, belt bag. Inside, they removed a testament from the Gideons, which was cut in half from the explosion. Praise God for saving another soldier there. Big thanks to the Gideons in Ukraine who are helping Save the lives of Ukrainian soldiers, both physically and spiritually. Praise the Lord. Also, a little testimony. This is one of the oldies but goodies I brought back from, uh, I resurrected from Peru. I didn't know why I did it. I spoke over at uh, Broadway Nazarene, uh, I think Wednesday before last there. And uh, there was a couple there that had, uh, had done a lot of missionary work here. Uh, I think Andy uh, Anderson's uh, brother and his wife had went to Peru there about 18 different years there, and I think they have a son-in-law and a daughter of missionaries down there in Peru, and uh, I think the Lord had me bring that testimony back for them, but uh, it goes like this. Guillermo Zapata had received a Gideon New Testament while studying engineering. Reading the book, he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior, and uh, near his house was a small church where he began to worship and uh, grow in his new life. After college, he got a uh, job in Hancabamba, a small town in northern Peru. This town was well known for its stronghold of witches and warlocks with their satanic practices. His pastor commented that Guillermo would be the first missionary to go out of this small church. And during the weeks leading up to that departure, Guillermo's pastor prepared him to uh, lead Bible studies. Once he was on his new job, uh, Guillermo put out a sign saying, Mining engineer uh, gives free Bible lessons. Not a single person attended his meetings. One day, a sick and filthy dog uh, darted into his small apartments and grabbed, it, grabbed in his mouth that, uh, the only New Testament that that young engineer possessed and quickly ran out that back door. Guillermo ran after him, trying to catch that animal to regain his testament, 
but much to his dismay, the dog ran into the shack of a witch doctor, and his frustrated, this frustrated youth decided to give up rather than enter that cursed place. Two weeks later, the witch doctor knocked on Guillermo's door and told him he wanted to receive Bible lessons. He related to the astonished engineer that one evening an ugly dog brought a little blue book into his hut and offered it to him. He opened it up to Psalms 115, which spoke to him about idolatry, and since he had begun to read this New Testament, he understood that something important was missing in his life, and he wanted to know what he needed. Guillermo shared with him God's amazing love and forgiving grace and what Jesus had done for him on the cross. Thus, this uh, warlock, Leonosia Guerrero, accepted Jesus Christ as, his, as the first convert in this town. He then brought his whole family to the Lord, and that was not all. He later introduced his niece to Guillermo to the church, and now she is Mrs. Guillermo Zapata. Together, they now pastor a church in John, Peru. Praise the Lord there. You know, last year, we were able to distribute over 60 million copies of the Word of God, and before this uh, COVID virus came along, we were up to like somewhere around 85 million copies of the Word of God in these 200 countries there, but uh, I think you can see the, uh, the effect that this COVID virus has had on the, the Gideon ministry in the world there, but uh, the Life Book is a ministry that also parallels uh, the Gideon ministry where we, we, the churches can actually get these little Life Books. They have one in Mark and they have one in John with all kind of helps in them. For the students, any problem they're going to face in their life, it helps them to cope with it there. And the churches can order these off of Gideon's International there. And uh, a lot of schools are closed to get in ministry and other places in the United States. So it's a good way for the students to actually witness to their peers there. We still only have one uh, purpose in this ministry, and that is to win the lost of Christ. And you know, without our churches, it wouldn't be a get-in ministry. In 1908, the churches came to us and asked if we distribute God's word, and they would provide the funds, and we've been doing that now 115 years, an extended missionary the arm of the local church here. <clears throat> Some things you can do for the get-in ministry, continue to pray for it. We wouldn't dare place the word of God without prayer going with it there. And, and also, uh, as you depart today, if you have any extra money, uh, we pray that you would give so maybe we can, uh, uh, no one in the world will be deprived of the blessing of reading God's holy word uh, brings. Before uh, this COVID came around, we were putting these out for about $1.16 each. But when COVID came around, there was a shortage of paper also, like a shortage of everything else, and it drove the cost up to $1.56, and it'll eventually come down a little bit, but that's still a pretty good deal there, I think, so... Continue to use that Gideon uh, card program there. There's plenty of cards back there, and our church is very uh, faithful in using that program there also. You know, when Bible's placed out there in that uh, hotel or motel or doctor's office, uh, we see many testimonies come in to Gideon International with God's uh, word. All we got to do is place it out there. It's not going to return void. God's going to give the increase, and we see a lot of testimonies there. Also, members, uh, anyone interested in being a uh, get in there and talk to me there today? A little testimony comes to, uh, from Fiji there. There's a powerful testimony there. Uh, our Gideon's International President, past president, Alan Hoof, arrived in Fiji in the midst of a political uprising here, and the prime minister had been captured, and the capital was in, uh, under siege, and the 
And the country was in lockdown, and the Gideons had tried to reach him and told him not to come, but he didn't get that message. And he was there to visit Uncle Camps, and he wanted to start a camp in the island of Matuka there. And uh, because the uprights and the Gideons hadn't been able to do any advanced uh, preparation work, so Alan went to all the existing camps there and asked them if they knew anyone in Matuka. Does your church have a church in Matuka? And uh, do they have any, have any business or professional men in them? And while he was doing all that, he stopped at a local cafe. The owner of that cafe told him he should go and talk to another man in that cafe. He said, he's a pastor. So Al went over and sat down with him, and uh, he was told him from the he was from the Gideon's International, and and uh, he told him about how he wanted to start a camp in Al uh, Matuka. You know, the pastor shared that uh, the following story with uh, Alan. He said a man from uh, named Frank flew from Australia to Fiji with another man's wife, and while he was there, he got uh, ding fever. He thought he was going to die. He called that hotel manager to. Uh, uh, for a doctor, the manager told him there was no doctor on the island that he would have to call for a plane to fly in and take him to the main island for a treatment. Frank told him uh, to get the plane. He hung up that phone. He set it down. When he set that phone down, it was on a Gideon Bible, and the phone was sitting on him. Frank was so sick and so desperate, so he, he picked up that Bible, and it opened up to James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, which says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with, with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Frank picked up that phone. He called that hotel manager again. He said, forget the plane. Get me an elder from a church. The manager asked him what church he went to. He said, I don't go to church. So Frank asked uh, the manager what church he went to, and he said he didn't go to church either. So they were looking for elders of a church, and neither one of them went to a church. And the manager thought he had some Christians on his staff, so he gathered up another man. They, rent to, they uh, went to Frank's room talking to him. He said, the first you need to do is repent of your sins and ask God for forgiveness. Frank did all this, then they, they prayed for healing. Then they began to worship God, and Frank was a new creation in the Lord. As they were worshiping, an explosion occurred in the room, knocking everyone on the floor and healing Frank. Now look at what happened after that. That hotel manager rededicated his life to the Lord and went on to become a pastor. The non-Christian that went to the room became a new Christian. The woman went back to her husband in Australia, and Frank went on to Bible college, is now a full-time missionary in China, all because of a Gideon Bible placed in that hotel room. The pastor talking to Ellen Con Alan uh, contacted several pastors in the island of Matuka, and when Alan went there, there were several business and professional men wanting to come to that meeting and start a new camp there. They were able to start a new camp thanks to a pastor that Alan had never met before in a place that he had never been before in the uttermost parts of the world. This is how the Gideons International strives side by side with pastors and churches around the world for the faith of the gospel there. We just finished up an international scripture blitz there uh, a week ago last Saturday. Uh, we had two men from West Virginia on that blitz, Albert Brady and Tom Smith. And Albert is Vicki uh, Bradley's uh, brother there. Out of, she's out of Vaught's Chapel there. They were able to distribute over 122,000 copies of the Word of God there. But uh, right a uh, few days before they went, uh, I guess the 
the drug lords down there executed one of the presidential candidates there. And uh, Monday morning after this blitz was over and all our team was back home safe and sound, uh, one of the Gideons that was there on the, the, uh, the blitz was actually shot. And his brother was uh, kidnapped. So we need to keep that in our prayer. Jose and his brother down in Ecuador, keep that in your prayers this week that uh, Jose, Jose will recover and the authorities will be able to find his brother and bring him back here. I have been blessed to do some uh, amazing things in this ministry. I was a Gideon International Rep on about four different Metro Blitzes uh, here in the United States, uh, Fort Myers and Naples 2015. We did... Uh, over 63,000 copies of the Word of God down there. Louisville, Kentucky, 2017, over 20,000 copies of the Word of God. And Richmond, Virginia, 2019, we were able to distribute over 50,000 copies. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 2021, we were able to do over 51,000 scriptures. That is 184,000 uh, scriptures distributed right in our own backyard. Why are we doing Metro Blitzes right here in America now? You know, the United States has become one of the largest and ungodliest mission fields in the world right now. Some of the testimonies come out of these blitzes. Uh, I saw God work in many ways during these blitzes. Uh, he provided scriptures and we didn't have any. We routed some scriptures we needed, went to prayer, and they were there the next day. Uh, he made a way for Catholic and Muslim students to make, take a copy of the Word of God. And when I, uh, you know, meet these Muslim students, I'll... Uh, I'll tell them to compare the Gospels with their Koran, and many of them will take a, you know, a scripture to do that. Some of the Catholic students will tell me they can't take it, but my answer to that is uh, John 14, 6. The only way to the Father is through the Son. I asked them if they believe that. If they tell me yes, I said, I'm going to see you in heaven someday. So they'll usually take a testament there. We saw dozens of students, uh, farm and hotel workers, accept Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. One that really got me was a Chinese student approached us and asked, is that a Bible? I have only just heard about it. Wow. Uh, and they were a lady asked for 12 scriptures for her house tenants, including her boyfriend who was not a believer. I was on campus at Penn State University, uh, Penn State Allegheny University up there in Pittsburgh, and I had a box of testaments, and I'd given out about 70 of the 100 in the box, and uh, Campus Crusades ministry came around and asked if I would leave 35 for the meeting in the basement of the library. I said I'd try to do that. But when I got down to 30 in the box, I looked up and there's a blue uniform and the policeman said, I gotta escort you off campus. You can't be on campus uh, placing God's word there. You know, this country was formed on Christian principles and look, look how far we have drifted there. So I asked him if I could take that 30 I had for the Campus Crusades ministry in the basement of the library and he said yes. So I looked in the box, there's 30 in there, and they wanted 35, right? And I had five in my pocket. God waited until we got down to the 35 where he had the police escort me off campus there. <laughs> you know, five of, uh, five of us from Parkersburg, uh, both camps there, North Camp and our South Camp, stopped at Washington Jefferson uh, College there in Washington, Pennsylvania on the way home and made a scripture distribution. Uh, two ladies pulled up in the convertible and asked me where the casino was. I knew they had one up there, but I didn't know where it was. So I thought I'd have a little fun with them. I said, I got a gift here that's going to change your luck. I talked both of them ladies into taking a copy of the Word of God. What's Isaiah 55, 11 say? God's Word is not going to return void. He had fun with them ladies before that one was over there, I guarantee you. I've been blessed to have been on three international scripture blitzes. In 2005, I went to Thailand, and 
with Team of 30 for two weeks, over 227,000 copies, word of God there. 2009, I went to Sierra Leone, Africa for a week of nine, and we distributed over somewhere over 129,000 copies, word of God, and I felt uh, fortunate I got out of that country alive. That's how bad it was there. In 2016, I went to Haiti there, and uh, with a team of five, uh, we distributed somewhere over 125,000 copies of the Word of God, over 481,000 scriptures total in these uh, three blitzes. You know, our, our church offerings taken when we give a get-in message, like today, provides a good portion of funds needed to uh, purchase these scriptures placed in these countries. So thank you for allowing uh, the get-ins to be an extended missionary arm of the local church here. But one important thing is when the Gideons go on these things to distribute these Bibles, we, it comes out of our pockets. It does not come out of that church offering. That pays for the scriptures there. Well, Sierra Leone, uh, one of the testimonies that come out of there was a young lady named uh, Jennifer there. Uh, we met her at the Barmore Hotel. We got there about 2 o'clock in the morning there, and uh, we, we were able to witness most of them people worked, I think, all day Saturday. We didn't start our scripture distributions to Monday, so... We were able to lead most of them people who worked at that hotel. This is a 75% Muslim country. We led most of them to the Lord and also most of the guests to the Lord. But on Saturday, Sunday morning, uh, we each had a church speak, uh, service to speak in, just like I am today here. And uh, Jennifer saw what was going on. Uh, this young lady we met at that hotel, the first person we met, and she was a prostitute working that hotel there. She's trying to learn a, earn a living for a brother and sister and uh, her her parents had died there, so she was working the prostitute. They'd hired her there at that hotel to, to do that. But she saw what was going on, and she told uh, Mike Weber, who was uh, I was rooming with, that uh, she was hearing voices saying, Jesus, Jesus, come to me. This prostitute was under conviction. We set her down and witnessed to her, and actually uh, uh, she went through that plan of salvation, and we led her to the Lord and gave her a, gave her a Bible there. And that, that story didn't end there. She had a bad abscess. And one of her teeth, she was a, you know, a, a black girl, and she had uh, beautiful white teeth. One of them was badly abscessed, didn't have no money to go to the dentist. So three of us looked in her mouth in that abscess, and I wondered uh, why we were doing it. But uh, we gave her some money to go to the dentist there. Thursday night, we had a pastor's banquet there. We'd like to honor our pastors for opening up their doors to get in ministry. And we always have a testimony speaker. And Jennifer was that testimony speaker. When she was giving that testimony to those pastors, she said when she accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, she didn't have to go to that dentist. God healed her right on the spot. Praise the Lord. We didn't leave uh, her out to dry. We got her for a local uh, Gideon couple there, and uh, they were going to get her in church and uh, look after her there. Also, one of the schools I went to in uh, Sierra Leone there, Evangelical Mission Primary, over 500 uh, students there, and that uh, school had about half of a roof. And that teacher took me aside afterwards, and she said, You'll be part of us forever for bringing these Bibles. We will never forget you. Boy, that one made me cry. That's why we continue to go to our, what we do, what we do, and we continue to go to churches and ask for your continued support. Also, another school I went to was Jacinda International, and Terry was, uh, the lady's name was Terry, the administrator at school. We did not have permission to make a distribution there, and I finally figured out that was a Jewish school was the reason and I asked if I could distribute about 300 copies of the Word of God to her students there. And she started, this woman was about six foot four, redheaded, and I had to look up at her. And she was mean, let me tell you. <laughs> Scared me. But uh, she said, uh, what says what's the right religion? And, uh, and she said, why don't you give that full Bible out? And I said, well, 
that cost $5, and these little ones at the time was about $1.25. I said, we can distribute four times as many as this. And she understood that, so she allowed me to make that distribution to her students at that Jewish school. She wanted one of the full Bibles. She had one on her desk uh, the next day there, so praise the Lord for that. Haiti, when I went there, uh, we had a goal of 80,000 copies of the Word of God, and uh, God had a different goal. We ended up distributing over 125,000 copies of the Word of God there, and praise the Lord. You know, the, the Bibles we distributed were in uh, French, Creole, and French, and uh, I looked inside of that index there, uh, the French Creole test, but noticed the sixth book, which is Romans in the English, is spelled women. So I'd like to tell you, ladies, you have a book in the French Creole uh, Testament of the Gideons uh, named after you. So praise the Lord there. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to get back to wrap this up with that message. Uh, here, we need to have a burden for the lost there. Love those that are lost. You know, the founder of the Salvation Army uh, was General William Booth. Some servants of the Salvation Army went into an Amer extremely tough American city, which was probably New York, and after working there for several years, they said uh, it just didn't work. Uh, we have tried everything. The gospel is not being received here. They telegraphed that to William Booth, and he telegraphed back a two-word message. He said, try tears. Ray Stedman, who was a minister in California, once asked a congregation why they had dismissed their pastor. Well, they, he, they said, he kept telling us that we're all going to hell. Stephen asked, what does that, this new preacher say? The congregation replied, he tells us we're going to hell too. So what's the difference, Stedman asked. The uh, difference is that this uh, previous preacher said it, it's, it sounded like he was glad. And the new preacher says it, it sounds like it breaks his heart. Do you have a family member? Do you have a co-worker? Do you have a student friend? Do you have a neighbor who doesn't know Jesus Christ and you think you have tried everything? Well, have you tried tears? Have you asked God to break your heart for the lost? The apostle Paul was trying to give up his salvation for his fellow Jews. We need to consider what we would be willing to sacrifice so that a family member, a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor, or even a complete stranger could hear the gospel. Would it be our time? Would it be our pride? Or would it be our money? You know, if we have trouble caring for someone, we can try praying for that person every day until we start caring. We can ask God to bless that person, to fill his or her life with the Lord's presence and greetings. We can pray for God and God's will be done in their life. Should we care about those who have wronged us? That's a tough question, isn't it? I'm not saying that if you've been physically or sexually abused, you should be put in a situation that will expose you to further abuse. That would become unwise. But what I'm saying is that you should pray often for the salvation of those who hurt you. And I'm, I'm thinking of that young lady, that Morris lady, was driving that car that hit the other car and killed that, uh, that young, that one twin. The other one's in serious condition there. Even we need to pray for her, don't we? Maybe you won't be the one to share the gospel with them, but you can pray that God will bring someone into their lives that will lead them to Christ. And if you do have a contact, you can respond to any verbal abuse or meanness with the kindness and love of Christ. I love this next statement. Lost people don't care how much we know 
until they know how much we care. I saw a commercial on TV. I said something uh, similar to this about one of the insurance companies. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I thought, where did that statement come from? I Googled that, and it said, President Teddy Roosevelt said this many years ago. I read the following dialogue from the once popular sitcom Seinfeld between Elaine and her boyfriend. Elaine asks, uh, do you believe in God? Yes, her boyfriend replies. Elaine asks, is it a problem that I'm not religious? Not for me, her boyfriend answers. How's that, she asks. Her boyfriend says, I'm not the one going to hell. Well, as funny as that sounds, it comes across as judgmental, doesn't it? The question is, do we really care that people are going to die and go to hell? Do we really care about the fate of the lost? As a closing prayer, uh, I would like to sing for you a little song here about Ray Bolts called Thank You and Thank You for What Each of You Do for the Lord. You know, when we get to heaven, we're going to see the fruits of our work up there, aren't we? Thanks for you for allowing me to be with you today, and thanks for your continued support of the Gideon ministry. And God may, may God continue to bless each of you. And if you get a chance to give to an offering to the Gideons, please do it there. So. Cedar Grove United Methodist Church and Pastor Brian Boley would like to thank you for listening to last week's pre-recorded sermon. Join us live this Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and on Facebook. We are located on Route 47, a mile and a half east off I-77, just across from WVU Parkersburg campus. Donations may be mailed to Cedar Grove UMC, 168 Old Turnpike Road, Parkersburg, West Virginia, 26104. Or you can text the word GIVE to 1304-244-1903 or visit our website, cedargroveunitedmethodist.org and click on the GIVE tab. This will bring up a form where you can determine how much you would like to give. Thank you and God bless you in your life.